Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is the 20th of August. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, reporting season, startups, and the like. Great to have you here with us on this Friday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney and Andrew. Big week, huh? Huge week, Nadine. Um, are we, can I say we're halfway through reporting season? Yeah, we or can. Maybe we're over the other, we're, we're over hump day, are we? I think that we're over the tip of the mountain. There's yeah. some big names next week, don't get me wrong. West Farmers. Um, Qantas, Afterpay, you know, like the excitement doesn't end, but I do feel like we're on the downward slope. Mm, yeah, we've had some great uh, interviews this week, you know, with some of the key companies uh, too. I mean, for a standout for me has obviously been BHP, but goodness, you look at what's going on with the iron ore miners at the moment, uh, as far as that iron ore price. Uh, plus, of course, you've got the fallout from that, um, you know, BHP and uh, Woodside tie up with the formation of a new company, well, a new entity as far as their oil and gas business is concerned. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in that field. I feel like um, sort of everything conspired to really put the focus on iron ore, the iron ore miners and commodities this week. So, yeah, I mean, iron ore miners did pretty well today considering that 15% drop in the iron ore price overnight. I mean, we did see a little bit of a rebound in futures today. Just to put but that in context, that, yeah, fifteen. Sorry, fifteen percent, forty-five percent from its peak. record high, which didn't seem that long ago. It was mid-May. But yeah, yeah. I it mean, has, it has been absolutely dramatic. But my point about conspiring is that you know we did have commentary coming from the big miners, uh, BHP this week, but Rio Tinto the week before. You know, and they are obviously still very bullish on iron ore, but flagging that the 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 pace of demand coming from China won't continue. Then we had Chinese data, which has slowed. We've got China curbing emissions, and it's all put a bit of a strain on not just iron ore, but when you take the Delta variant, when you take um, you know economic worries overall, commodities mm. were in a tough place this week. It felt like, to me at least, the sands shifted a bit. Yeah, I guess particularly when you look at what's going on in China at the moment. Yes, um, Delta is an issue there. They're getting more more uh, lockdowns in various cities. That's impacting, obviously, uh, uh, steel production at the same time. But also, um, obviously, the Chinese government putting the screws on as far as environmental uh, regulations concerned, which is also mm. obviously impacting as well. Look, if you listen to the COB podcast. I hope you get the COB newsletter. We've at Ausbiz started a weekend newsletter and uh, I linked to an interview. It was the first time, just you got me thinking about it via emissions, Andrew, that I've heard the uh, Winter Olympics being brought up by analysts this week. So, I mean, I've been so obsessed with Tokyo. It just feels like that just ended. Yeah, because it's in we've Beijing. Got, yeah, we've got yeah. the Winter Olympics coming up in Beijing. And you know what? I heard it once, and then I heard it multiple times this week. Beijing will look to clear the skies before that Winter Olympics comes up. So that's another potential pressure point coming through on iron ore. So, 
Uh, well, you yeah. only had to look at the, what is it, 2008 Summer Games, which exactly. were in Beijing. Yeah, and I, uh, what they do, the clear skies there, they turn everything off. It, this is a total side thought, but it's mm. amazing to me that poor people who live there with cloudy skies, killing skies a lot of the time, once they see the blue skies, oh boy, you think that uh, there's a cause for social unrest in China. If you yeah. saw blue skies once, wouldn't you want to see it again? Anyways, I digress. Because, Andrew, if we bring it back to what happened here in Australia, amidst all the bad news of Afghanistan and lockdowns, prolonged lockdowns, all the rest of it, we had reporting season. Mm. And look, it, it's been pretty positive. Well, although, yeah, talking of skies... Uh, no, Sydney- no, I was trying to be optimistic no. there for a moment. <laughs> no, so, okay, <laughs> I'm just being realistic for a moment. Uh, and, you know, it was, uh, I guess you were leading me on there as far as skies are concerned. That leads me to Sydney Airport. Um, <laughs> okay. Look, we no surprises there whatsoever that it's been hit hard. Net loss, you know, down close to 100 million. Um, but, I mean, they're still maintaining that uh, it's going to be positive. It's come around, I think, December, they were saying. Uh, that will start reopening and then uh, it's uh, blue skies, dare I say, from that point on. However, as far as the analysts are concerned, it's all about this takeover bit at the so moment, I was going to say, it? I mean, will shareholders even have to worry about no, vaccination rates and blue skies for Sydney Airport in time? Um, I had a good chat with John Lockton from Wilson's and he, this was pre-11 o'clock call, uh, investor call with um, Sydney Airport and he was just saying, look, that's, that's I mean, that's all the focus. Um, and he believes that there will be an improved offer coming from that consortium. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where that one goes. Uh, it's, it's a big one. Um, but M&A is not just confined to the travel space as well. We had, as you referenced, massive M&A with BHP and Woodside Petroleum. And I had a good chat with um, Saul Kavanick from Credit Suisse because I had a chat, name-dropping now, with the um, CEO of Senex Energy yesterday, Ian Davies, and he said... It's so overdue seeing this consolidation in the big end of town, and it's also due in the smaller end. And uh, Sol Kavanick backed that up. You can listen to that interview, and he names names um, in uh, via the show notes. Yep. Also, uh, we've got uh, Stockland, which uh, reported today too. Yeah, clearly that's also affected just as far as lockdowns are concerned, but also border closures, given I guess you don't have that population growth, but it's it's doing pretty well, given we've got the booming residential market, boosting earnings there. I think they're up uh, around 4.5% or thereabouts. Um, so that's looking pretty positive for what is the country's biggest listed developer. Um, but uh, furthermore to, I guess, what's going on just as far as lockdown now, of course, we had the news today, Nadine, that uh, New South Wales, or in Sydney at least, the lockdown is going to be extended till the end of September. Um, we look, knew it was coming, Andrew, but didn't that sort of change the mood in the newsroom a bit? Yeah, look, it is a kick in the guts. And, you know, particularly if you've got family, you've got kids, just trying to explain it to them. Um, got to, look, I'm at risk of being facetious um, to underline the point. Bunnings is closing. It's closing what? its doors on Monday. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I yeah. did not hear that. It, uh, it will only be open to tradies. So so um, you're getting out there this weekend, aren't you, Andrew? <laughs> well, look, you can still order online, and obviously that's a feature of you know, what's going but on as far huge, as COVID is concerned. Yeah. Because all throughout, I mean, even at times where you'd think, oh, I don't know, there seems like a lot of people are at, outside Bunnings right now, but Bunnings has been sort of a... a a staple. It's, it's the de facto community centre yeah. of today, isn't it? And it also gives people something to do. I mean, I will admit I've done full mask, full check-in, everything else. But 
I've also sometimes gone to Bunnings because I feel the need to plant something in the garden to have something to do, something to continue to maintain. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, actually, I was discussing with my wife. We were trying to work out why some of the flower shops are still open. You know, that's not essential. But then think, well, actually, maybe it is. To your point, a bit of mental health. Mental health. It is essential. Yeah. I saw, I, I won't quote the numbers, um, but, you know, calls to Lifeline, uh, you, you know, are just... just um, well, something you don't even like to think about, really. Um, I know it's been a tough time for many people listening, um, many of us as well. But, uh, yeah, all we can hope is that people have a good weekend, stay safe. We're all in it together. Mm. Um, but to the point about, you know, property prices and property and, and being at home and, and making the best of what you've got, Adair's... Talk about a segue. Well, Adairs, talking about home improvement. Yeah, yeah is a stock of the day today because they have said that they have definitely been hurt in the first few trading weeks, seven trading weeks of this new financial year. But they fully believe that this whole home is a sanctuary. If you're going to be spending all your time at home, will continue and will continue to be a tailwind for the company. It was the stock of the day today, Andrew, and I spoke with Claude Walker from A Rich Life and Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital on uh, ADH. The headline numbers uh, are not too surprising, about 30% uh, revenue growth, uh, 80% profit growth. You know, it's, it's a really well-run business, and I think there's the potential for the market to sort of you know, lose the forest between the trees here. Like so much focus being put on the macro and, and you know, what does the short term look like cycling these COVID comps? I'd back management team to sort of get you through any sort of, um, uh, you know, turbulence in this in, in this sort of uh, post-COVID uh, period. So if, if you're buying today on a, on a, you know, one, two, three year view, I think you do really well, even at these prices. I think that, you know, this is a fairly good category in retail. I owned it up until the earlier this morning because basically it was so it was so cheap based on earnings multiple and dividend yield the reason i've sold out my final package today is because i think that this time the lockdowns and delta and all of those things are going to be much worse for adairs than they were previously when we had the lockdowns last year there was very generous support i have a bearish outlook for a company like adairs right now so for me um yeah it's, it's time to it's time to leave adairs behind with um lockdowns going harder for longer yeah it's a sell for me basically but not well, because the company's bad just because of the macro that is not going in the portfolio um you know not bad things at all to say about the company. And in fact, Luke would have put it in, but uh, Claude was a no on that one. All right. Okay. So let's turn our attention to next week. It has been a big week. This one, mm-hmm. next week, equally as large, I would have thought. Just um, look, economically, we'll get to that in a point. But um, certainly uh, company-wise, yep. we've got some biggies coming up. We do. Uh, West Farmers among them, which will be interesting to hear from them because obviously we just mentioned Bunnings closing there, which is a key feature of their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Scott's always pretty candid about his thoughts. Um, So interested to see just as far as their guidance is concerned. Guidance, I'll be asking about vaccine or whoever speaks with him, no doubt, because they really are on the front lines. And of course, that brings me to Qantas. Qantas reports this week as well. It's going to be a massive, massive, massive loss. But uh, Alan Joyce really putting himself out there, as he's wont to do um, in terms of vaccination. We heard that this week. And after pay, after pay. Part of Square now, yeah. and we'll be speaking with Anthony Eisen on the channel. So I think you will be. Yeah, hopefully. Lucky you. Uh, looking forward to that because so much happening in that space. Just as far as well, we anticipate there was going to be some consolidation. See what's coming. Yeah, um, uh, Jackson Hall, though, Andrew. Yeah, of course, this is the big one because for months everyone I've been speaking to out of the states has been referencing Jackson Hall 
as... Did you have to go look it up on a map? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. Sounds like a great skiing spot. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, yeah, look, as I said, um, everyone's been pointing to this meeting as being key uh, as far as what we're going to hear from Jay Powell uh, and, of course, all that talk of tapering. It's not in the show notes, but I had a good chat with Nick Bishop from Bishop Fang earlier. You can go to our website or the app to find that one. And he was saying, look, we know taper. We've been talking about it at nauseum. Jay Powell, the Fed chair, will reference it. But this, in his view, is his opportunity to delineate between taper talk, taper will happen, and then the eventual rate hike. Because that's what the markets will next get to obsess about. So obsessing about taper right now, I think it will be confirmed that it's an eventuality. And perhaps we'll get a timetable. But he said now is the time that they need to, to help soothe the markets going forward, change that conversation to say when we're talking about taper, it's taper, rate hikes still a long ways away. So really big week. And we get GDP partials here in Australia as well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's going to be important just as far as hearing what the Fed has to say, certainly as far as those price pressures continuing to build. But of course, you do have the emerging um, picture as far as uh, Delta variant is concerned. And we saw what happened this week with the RBNZ. Yeah. Turned on a dime, dare I say. Um, on the morning of the meeting, they decided, no, nope, we're not moving. It's been a big week. Ready for a bit of a, a break, are you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to spending the next couple of days with the kids. At home? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, don't know that I can go anywhere else. Can't even go to Bunnings now. No. <laughs> We're at a loss. Look, the S&P ASX 200 finished today at 7,460, down just marginally. The week down by about 2%. Uh, just noticing, I haven't been on air for a little while. A cochlear reported today was the worst performer of the 200. Yeah, down by 7.5%. And as we take a look at one of the best performers, you have to look no further than Treasury Wine. It was up by 5.6%. It reported yesterday. So, yeah, reporting season. I'll see you for it, Andrew. I'm up for it. Coming thick and fast again next week. Nadine, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. See you. Bye.